whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? Oh, just Jim Dandy. How are you? <laughs> I'm well, thank you. Welcome <laughs> to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And, and we are here we to, are rant, here to and rant and rave. Yes. Nailed oh, yeah. it. Mm. Probably won't be nailed when I edit, but I don't want to edit four different files. I'm still learning. Do, 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 do. <laughs> And I'm freaking if you are watching because Dana just disappeared from my video. I think maybe I disappear from your video, but not like the recorded video because we're in the interwebs. Alright, I'm kind of scared because I can't see ya, but here we go! <laughs> so weird, because I can Guess see Guess what, you, you guys? If it's... Not okay. There ain't really much we can do about it. And you'll have to have an audio file and just be happy with that. I'm literally losing my mind. Y'all, we have been going cuckoo. I don't want to belabor this, but between both of us getting new internet, getting 5G, getting new modems, um, (laughs) I'm in a hotel right now and it was showing great pure connection. I'm at a 99% upload as opposed to 80 when I'm at home. Oh, wow. I, I, so, you know, I, 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 what gives? I don't know. I don't understand. I really don't. We actually have an extra episode that we recorded last week. Oh, yes. That when I downloaded it, our audio and video timelines do not match up. So not until like 20 minutes into the show. Mm-hmm. So I am saving that. I'm going to learn how to do the separate files, and we're going to save that for our Patreon when we open up. That'll mm-hmm. be extra content on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, That'll be our Christmas gift to you. Or Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, we've already had Diwali. I don't know what holidays we should or shouldn't gift people, but gifting is good year-round, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Jessica, how was your week? You know what? This is a perfect segue into my week. I spent it at my favorite pastime. I made not one, but two trips to Target because, um, as usual, it's my favorite store on the planet. Uh, The holiday game is so on point, and I have to give a mad shout out to Target for being really the only company that has really cute, fun, appropriate stuff for Hanukkah that isn't cheesy. It's actually fun. And I went back to get a second dog menorah to give as a gift, and I bought a whale for myself. You did? Yes, it's so Good cute. Good for you. I love uh, that. You guys, that bullseye, as they call it, or the one yes. spot. Yes. I've talked about it many times on this show. Please do yourself a favor for little gifts. I don't care if it's just go there and grab some things to have in your arsenal to give to your mail carrier, to bring as a host gift. If you're going somewhere during the holidays, which guaranteed between work, friends, family, you're going to have at least one place you got to go from the adorable hand towels to candy dishes to the actual Christmas decor. And that stuff goes fast, y'all. Like yes, it you'll does. see bins of stockings and you could go back two days later and you're like, they literally are all gone. Okay. Well, because people buy them in bulk. And then I would also say merchandisers definitely love Target too. Oh, I go there for a lot of my clients because again, it's just good plain stuff and it's usually not too trendy. So everything that I buy for my clients each year, I just put it in storage bins and it's like I add a little each year to the collection, but they're classic Yes, for Halloween, Christmas, Hanukkah, all that. I have to say too, Target Mm -hmm. is wonderful, like shop their clearance too, because they're moving so much product in and out. Their clearance is fantastic. Yep. I'm glad that you mentioned that. That's why I literally am one of those people who I could and will and am in there for about two hours at a time. I know. I know. 
I go up and down every aisle, and what Dana's talking about, A, down each aisle, they'll have even just one thing in the toy section, in each toy aisle, and you'll be like, this Lego set's normally 75 and now it's 35 for this week only. I'm getting it for Timmy's Christmas gift, right? Yeah. But all the end caps are usually clearance. And I uh -huh. found a slew of adorable office supplies and stuff once on clear. I was like, hello. I found I'm little throw pillows, throw pillows yep. that way. I am an end cap sh clearance shopper for yep. sure. I love it. Yeah, I do too. It's and great. I like... That Target treats their employees better than Walmart. So I hate Walmart. I know. I listen. I have a very skewed relationship with Walmart because we didn't even have a Target in my town for most right. of until right before I left Missouri. Mm -hmm. <laughs> our, our only option was Walmart, and you know, there's a lot of poverty in Missouri. There's a lot of poverty everywhere, but specifically in and around this area where sure, I lived, sure. there people didn't have a choice. But I'm yeah. like, I have a choice. I'm going to make a responsible choice as often as I can. Absolutely. Anyway. Well, I had a great week. I got to perform with you. Yo, my God. That was the best. Yes. That was very fun. I had a great time. Jessica and I, uh, Jessica's on a team called the Big Yellow Taxi. And you guys perform, what, twice a month? Actually, once a month now. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Coming back they... from COVID, we're like, let's start with once a month and see how everybody's yeah. doing. Yeah, I get that. So they yeah. were kind enough uh, to ask me to be their guest driver for the cab. It was a privilege, and I had a blast. Oh, my God, you guys. I do not like taped shows, but I do wish that somebody had taped even part of it because Dana was back in her true form. Not that she ever wasn't, <laughs> but live and on stage. I haven't gotten to play with you live in years. Years. Well, you yeah. know what? Again, not long before COVID, Dana was our driver at the uh, Westside Comedy Festival. Oh, my uh, before God. Before COVID happened. That could have been like my last performance. Who knows? Yep. So that's wow. been what? Over three years? Three it's years? Kind of nuts. Yeah. And I used to go watch Dana perform every week because I adored a team that she was on back in the day. And I would cry laughing. I went every week. I wasn't dating or married to anyone in the show, but I was there with all the spouses and partners watching. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I that had, was the best. Oh, it thank was you. very much fun. Thank you. It was a privilege. I mean, I had so much fun. Uh, also, I would like to publicly apologize to you for putting you in a spin class in one scene. Because the edit, the edit of the scene was me finally going, I'm going to be honest, guys, I'm getting tired. <laughs> Everyone loved it. Oh, good. Thank I had you. a blast. It was, just, it was the best. It was, it was really wonderful. Energy. You got everybody. Oh. You lit a fire under everyone's ass. We needed that. Oh, I appreciate you saying that. You know, I, I've had a rough couple of weeks. I will say. The day before that show, I just had a total mental breakdown. Shout out. Let me just shout out some friends. You, obviously. Shout out to our friend Jay, who helps me with mm. a lot of technical stuff. He called mm -hmm. me last Saturday night and was like, come play video games. And I was like, Amazing. I'm sick. But just having him call and like knowing that somebody knew I existed made yep. me feel so good. And then on top of that, thank you, Jessica. Jessica invited him and his girlfriend, Lauren, who I just adore, uh, yes. to the show. And they came. They so my did. friend Jay and Lauren came. Uh, a guy that I coach on a team, Jordy, came. Uh, mm -hmm. My friend Gracie and her friend came. I was so flattered, and it made me feel like a human being who was loved. And I just thank everybody that did that. Aww. Because, Jessica, you know how it is, especially when we came up. The cliche is, like, one of the worst things that can happen to you is your friend ask you to go see their improv show. Well, also, like, here's the thing. It's a joke. You and I, it is. But you yeah. and I experienced this throughout the years. Of course, hopefully, your good and close friends support you in whatever your endeavors are, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you're an actor or not. Maybe you can come support a charity thing they do or their kids' right, right. baseball game if it's important. Whatever. How many times can you ask, let alone beg, your friends yeah. to come see an improv show? Uh, it's, it's different than a play, okay? So, like, yes. if you're in a play, what are you in one? Maybe one a year if you're lucky or depending right. on if you're primarily a stage actor. 
Right. Maybe you can get people to come out. I, I couldn't. When I did a play in L.A., it was like pulling teeth and I had to beg people. And then it makes you feel really creepy. Right. <laughs> yes. But for improv, usually you're doing a show every week. You're especially doing it every month. How many times can you expect or ask the same people to come week after week after week? Right. Especially that because, was... like you said, it's not a play. So you can't be like, it's really good. You have to be like, I don't know, we're both playing Russian roulette here. It might be awesome. It might be horrible. Here we go. (laughs) A hundred percent. And people know that. And our spouses know that. Dan Tipton knows all too well. And so does Howen. I mean, they have seen their fair share of improv. I don't feel comfortable even. I couldn't believe Alan was there. What a joy to see him. And he gave me a big old hug right when I walked up. And I was not feeling, Mm -hmm. I was feeling like the Goodyear blimp and not funny. So it was so lovely to to see him there. He came just for you because (laughs) I was in a show the week prior, which tends to usually garner a good house and audience. And I asked Alan if he was coming and he goes, no, no, (laughs) he goes, please don't make me. He goes, I can't. I I, I just I can't see another improv show. I was like, wow. Okay. He goes, honestly, I'd, I'd, I'd much rather wait and come next week when when Dana's there. Oh, and he meant it and he loved That's it. That's so nice. He was probably like, I got to see why they are so loud every time they record. I got to be reminded. I need to be reminded why they are so crazy together. No, I think one of my most fun, fond memories of that show was that spin class, because I do believe you puked on my butt three times in the scene. I did. Yeah. <laughs> You know, a lot of people have a hard time, and I can't blame them, deciphering between my spit takes and my vomiting takes and my sneezes. All three are very different, but they all seem to sound exactly the same as they're well. And in my, my defense, body. I was in a pretend. I was on a pretend spin bicycle in front of you as the class yes. teacher. So, anyway, I had a and blast. People do Thank puke. You. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Anyway, thank you to my friends. Thank you to you, Jessica. I had a blast. I'm trying to pull myself out of this funk. Maybe it's a, I just, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I'm having an identity crisis. I want to get back to work. I want to get back. Yes. I want to find myself again. I want to perform again. I Because that's what you're creative. meant to do. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, it was a blast. Thank you very much, Jessica. Oh, thank you. Oh, and for anyone that lives out this way or gets out this way, uh, Henry and I took a trip to Balboa Island and just had a blast. I want to go. It's the cutest. It's beautiful. It's everything Southern California is supposed to be. But there's also like a fun zone arcade. They're famous Mm -hmm. for their frozen bananas dipped in chocolate. Like it's just the cutest. Love. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, also joy to the world for that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that looks amazing remember did you ever watch arrested development the bluths had their frozen banana stand yes yes i love it and you were on a very magical that ferris wheel looked giant not all ferris wheels are created equal it was not giant but it felt giant Hmm. when we were up there we could see all the way to catalina we could see the snow in the mountains on the other side like it was beautiful and it lights up at night, and it was oh, just so cute. Incredible. Right on a little boardwalk, you can re- walk right down the pier, down to the water. You can go the other end of the pier into the ocean. Like oh, it was I love lovely. It. Yeah, it was a good love mom Sunday. Yeah, um, Jessica. Before we hop yes. into our rants for this week, oh, do you yes. want to tell people how to get a hold of us real quickly? I do, y'all. So please find us at the Rants and Raves Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Again. You can reach us however in the world you want. Instagram tends to be great. It's easy. It's fast. Dana and I can both see it. There's no weird trying to log into things. I don't know why I'm making an issue out of it. (laughs) Reach out to us however you want. But Instagram tends to be our listener's choice as well as ours. At the Rants and Raves podcast. Twitter, as we've said, looks like that's going away. But for now, I'll leave it there at raves underscore the... You can find us on TikTok, thanks to Dana. Uh, the <laughs> Rants and Raves P. The Rants and Raves P is our call sign. Uh, things you know are very case specific for all social media. You can send us a direct email at the Rants and Raves Podcast at gmail.com. You can go to the 
website and hit our contact button www.therantsrispodcast.com and last but certainly not least and part of why you get to see these fun little clips through tiktok of sneak peeks and gems from our episodes are because of youtube please subscribe to our youtube channel my father got very confused he said i tried to subscribe and it said i needed to go through my google account well i don't have a google account i'm like dad you don't have to but as things merge and i feel him because I'm not very smart with that kind of stuff. And I, know, I gave same. out my Gmail password to lots of people who used to upload my stand up shows. I'm like, yeah, I'm paying you to record it. You can upload it for me too. <laughs> oh, whoa. Subscribe to YouTube <laughs> on your own. <laughs> on your own. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I'm just going to launch into my rant because I have a feeling. Since you, I don't want to spoil anything, but since you are in a hotel as we speak, I have a feeling you're going to have some strong, some strong Uh feelings on this. Okay. (laughs) This is my rant this week. Long time listener, first time ranter. Welcome. We're absolutely overjoyed to have you. I travel for work at least once a month. And ever since someone new took over the planning and scheduling, we no longer get a confirmation the week before. So we know where our hotel is located. This is infuriating on so many levels and super stressful. I'm always in a panic the day I have to drive to the hotel, emailing and texting multiple people to get an answer. It is an added stress that when I call the hotel to ask if I can use their business center or have an early check-in so I can get right to work, they say we don't have a reservation for you and I just about implode with frustration. What is so hard about getting the info to us in a reasonably timely manner beforehand so that we can arrange our schedules accordingly? I know you girls can relate! Three exclamation points. (laughs) Any suggestions on how to handle this? That's a question for you, Jessica, because I know you've gone through this. Any suggestions on how to handle this? I've begged for the last year for this request, and without fail, it continues to happen. Jessica? I feel I can hear you breathing already. Well, I feel like, I mean, there are a lot of things as different as we can be. Dana and I have a lot of similarities. And I know for a fact that this is the kind of thing that would put both of us into flex capacitor mode. Oh, my God. Yes. I can roll with the punches with a lot of things. But the older I get, and admittedly, I fully, full disclosure, I admitted I suffer from severe anxiety. I only learned that in the last couple of years i wish i knew it a lifetime ago (laughs) i get panicked too like unreasonably so sometimes because i'm like i'm not gonna have somewhere to say i'm gonna be you know what am i gonna do and all that i get it i feel you this is uh i mean this is a really hard thing and i think this happens i hate to say it a lot more now i feel like balls have been dropped a lot now because Mm -hmm. Everything has changed. Sadly, a lot of employment has changed. Um, like a lot of good people have left companies. Right? I was going to say, also I know lo- hotel-wise, when um, I was traveling mm. for a bunch of family stuff quite a bit, which was stressful, and driving because, you know, I didn't feel comfortable mm-hmm. flying. The hotels told I had an issue at every hotel, and yep. they all said, our turnaround, we can't keep employees right now. Our turnaround, like our... Oh. Our long-term employees are leaving, and now we have massive turn. And they literally said, we're dropping balls like crazy. They also don't have enough people to clean the rooms in general. So back in the day, I mean, there aren't a million people. It's not like everyone's asking for an early check-in. Now, I even said uh, when I traveled recently and looked for an early check-in, I'm like, I'm not trying to be rude or argue with you. Why? I've always been able to get it before. I'm asking for one hour earlier. One hour. You can't check me in at two instead of three. I wish I didn't care. I got to get right on a Zoom. And they're like, I'm sorry. We literally don't have people. And our checkout is at noon. We cannot get all the rooms cleaned in two hours. Of course they can't. Right. But. Well, this particular mm. letter from the listener, you know, that feeds into all the more reason that the people at this person's company should be making arrangements ahead of time because you are making it harder, not only on your employee, this person that wrote into us, because that is stressful Mm -hmm. to not know where you, I mean, I've lived this way my whole life. Unfortunately, our careers 
unfortunately, we don't know where right. we're going or where we're supposed to be until yeah. like hours before. They don't care if you have children. They don't care if you have somewhere else to travel. Yeah. They just don't care. So I yeah. definitely understand the frustration. And yes. in, a, in a company setting, like to reserve a hotel, this person's right. You could do that ahead of time because not only is it kind to your employee, it's kind to the hotel. Because we're saying yes. these hotels are having a hard time. Wouldn't it be easier for them to know a week in advance that you're coming? Since you already know that I'm going. That's the thing. Yeah. You already yeah. know. No matter what, I have to be there. So just go ahead and book <laughs> uh, the hotel. Right? For real. Yes. But I think this For things that you... Sorry. Go go, no, please. Go ahead. No, because I admittedly used to be really bad about stuff. I'd be like, that's way off. Or we have plenty of time. And now I realize, like, I was asked about something in May, and I'm like, I can't think about that. I'm like, you know what? We're halfway through November. I better think about it. Yeah. Because May's going to be here fast. like that. Yeah. So, yes, when they know ahead of time, there's just no reason to not send that to put everyone's mind at ease. I have experienced that so many times. And like Dana said, my God, you talk about stress of not knowing where you're going. It's, yeah, you're not you're at going home. to work on a set. You have too bad. Yeah. You, yes. You could get an email at 9 p.m. saying we'll see you at 5 a.m. 100%. That's happened to me almost every job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even when I had and a two a month old, a three month old, a, you know, they don't care. <laughs> that's terrible. But that's the way our industry is and probably always I will know. be. This person's asking. See, here's the frustrating part. It seems to me I'm looking at the letter again. I'm sorry. But it seems mm -hmm. to me that this person has at, has spoken with their employer about this previously, yes. right? So um, any suggestions on how to handle this? Yes, I've begged for the last year for this request, and without fail, it continues to happen. What's a way? I wonder if there is, like, should this person check in the week before and go, I need my reservation until they get, like, what's what's the answer, Jess? Right. I mean... I've done exactly that and gotten nowhere. I'm not telling you that to be a pessimist, but yes, I would try that. And you know, here's the thing. We have to always be on the up and up, right? Like my dad is great for me to bounce stuff off when it comes to replying to people in work situations because he knows how to be firm while still being very respectful and on the up and up, right? Yeah. But like letting them know. And so, yeah, I would just say, hi. Um, due to, you know, the nature of traveling and blah, 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 whatever, however you want to put that little part, it would really help me considerably to plan out the rest of my week. Mm -hmm. If I knew that it, so I could know when I need to leave, where I'm going to blah, 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 Yes. like nicely and leaving the emotion out, which took me again, a lifetime to learn how to do. It's very hard to not talk and show your irritation tone yes. can be very misread so be careful with your words i don't tell people that to make you paranoid it's just sometimes i reread emails 10 times and i'll send it to more than one person and be like does this sound okay let me read yeah. it out loud to you and you tell me how you interpret it so i would do that just saying you really need to make time to plan things and then if that doesn't happen Maybe consider going to a, a higher up. I don't like fooling around and like going around people uh, for no reason. But if it gets to a point where it's causing such an issue, I would then try to speak to someone. Yeah. And, and I like what you said. You know, we always there's that saying, say what you mean, but don't say it mean, you know, mean what yes. you say, mean what you say, say what you mean, but don't say it mean. That's a possibility. Yeah. And I think maybe you can give like. Be consistent with the request of like, hey, we're a week out. I'm going to need that scheduled by right. and give a day. I'm going to need my my reservation mm -hmm. scheduled by Friday for childcare yes. or for my partner or for like mm -hmm. you can give a reason, you know, and you can be calm yeah. about it. And I think you do that two or three times. And if you're consistently not getting what you want, here's what I want to here's overall what I want right. to say. It is not unacceptable or unreasonable for you to ask for what you need, period. Yep. So don't feel like it is because then we internalize that we start getting resentful and we start beating ourselves up like I'm not mm -hmm. worthy. They're not hearing me. And then if you're like me, it ends in I hate myself. So <laughs> that's not the mm -hmm. journey that you want to go down because this is not sure. This is not because of you. You've done nothing to deserve this and it's OK to ask exactly. for what you need. It is mm -hmm. not unreasonable. So 
I guess yep. leave it at that, but I would love to hear an update. I would too. Give what you're asking ideas. for is not unreasonable. I'll just be honest. <clears throat> yeah. Period. We the support world has you. changed and you are allowed to have boundaries. Yes. I mean, I really feel like now things are different and where it's like, oh, no, no, I will have boundaries, yeah. right? A lot of companies have already set them in place for their employees, which is yes. great. There's and new rules. It's exactly. Like and listen, I think a lot of people get scared when you say, oh, I have boundaries. Some people just don't accept that. I would say those people might be red flags. Right. But um, but I think there's a difference between setting boundaries and being selfish. So don't forget that. Uh-huh. You know, yes. that it's okay to set boundaries. That's not necessarily a selfish behavior. So please don't of forget course. that. It doesn't make you mean. Yes. It doesn't make you entitled to ask for what you need. Exactly. I guess that's the and that big. is so not unreasonable. You not at all are completely right. I really get it. Yeah, and I understand the frustration of working, asking for things at work, and it not happening because I work in entertainment. Yes. So I'm sorry for that. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Keep us posted, please, and thank you for writing in. Exactly. Please do. We love updates, you guys. Mm -hmm. We really, really, really do. Mm -hmm. We've even had some people who can't get off the uh, realistic Halloween foods. And I'm going to kill the listener who sent in the, I don't even want to know what it was made of. It's all edible, but they look like Q-tips with earwax. And I legitimately dry heaved when I saw the picture. I mean, it was gross. People are eating them. It's not okay. Yeah. Under any circumstance, I wouldn't do that on a prank to someone no. I actually hate. No. Even though that does sound like a fun idea. <laughs> okay, so my rant is going to be real short, but I think everyone can now, if you have not experienced this yourself, an unrelenting noise going on for days and days and days. <laughs> I can officially tell you now that I understand how and why sound the constant unrelenting sound of yeah. anything loud in your ears is a form of torture in war crimes. Can I just pause you for one second and just recognize yes. how messed up I am? Because when you said I can, I now understand why I thought you were going to say the son of Sam went crazy and murdered because that dog wouldn't stop barking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. You know what? There are days where I'm not far off that from my neighbor's dog. Okay. Actually, that dog moved. Remember the dog we used to hear a lot? And Dana yes. would be like, is that a dog? Yes. Like sitting on your lap? Nope. It was the dog, the female dog with a fully Very long billy goat goatee. They have since left the building. Um wow. Dana... And I were going to try to record this morning and I had to break the news that I couldn't. I was like, sure. Yep. I can do that right now. And then I'm like, minute I'm replying to her. That's my wonderful impersonation of a chainsaw. Very, very close. To. <laughs> Every day last week, I don't even know how we recorded because... It was going on all week. I'm not joking. Whatever time of day must have been when they had their break. You guys, they are taking out three massive, and I'm almost about to cry about this, massive old growth trees from around my building. Aww. And part of the rant is Alan has tried every day to get through to the city to 311 because they're old growth trees. We're, when I say old growth, we're talking four-story pine trees that you don't find in Southern California. You're yeah. lucky to find them anywhere these days. Yeah. So I will tell you this. I keep reading because they leave it there. I'm going to read it. It's for my landlord. Mail it to him. He doesn't come by our building. Reading from Western Exterminator that the branches need to be cut back because... Mm -hmm raccoons and squirrels are running uh, also that's where that freaking gator alligator lizard, lizard came up from one of those trees yes so they keep leaving notes for a year saying cut the branches back animals are going up the tree and literally it's just a launch pad like some of yeah, them they're just moving it. in they don't even have to jump off they are 
So finally, I guess they're taking action. Well, instead of cutting the branches back, as they said, they're taking the entire trees out. So for six days last week, we had the day of rest on Sunday. Uh, it started back up this morning. They are taking out full trees. I It's devastating because also I walked outside and I'm like, ah, I felt like a vampire. The sun was so unrelenting and bright because that tree was so big. Yeah. It provided shade. Oh, it's going to affect multiple apartments. your air and heat massively. Major. Yeah, yeah. So we can't reach anyone with the city. That's a different, I, I'm not going to go on that diatribe. That's for another day. But can't reach the city. There's no one to talk to, no one to complain about, no one to come check it out. I was trying to get an arborist to come out and see if the trees were healthy or not when one of them lost a branch on its own and it looked like a giant from Jack and the Beanstalk walked by and just snapped it. <laughs> oh, and no. it fell on my neighbor's house and a car. It looks like lightning struck it. Anyways, I don't need to talk about the city and those dynamics. I'm real fired up right now. I can't get the freaking chainsaw out of my head. And I love that I'm not going to hear it tonight, but I'm going to hear it when I get back home tomorrow and probably the day after. Yeah, if they're that big, that's a big project. It is maddening. Like, and especially because, well, for you and I specifically, we're not some big production companies supported celebrity we're not podcast. In the studio sound. No, booth. we're literally i'm sitting at a fold-up desk in my tiny little front room and you're in a hotel while you're at a job okay so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but even like when we have to do self-tapes for our, our acting like yes. some i don't i can't control when my neighbors have their yards done you know what or i mean rooster crows right i just case? don't even i just leave that in there i've gotten to the point where if my dog tip taps through if my cat meows or the neighbor's roosters crow i just leave it i'm like i have a Too life bad. this is my life that i live i still would like a job thank you i didn't do anything wrong <laughs> <laughs> so i know Absolutely. how it can it a, a repetitive sound that's loud and monotonous just makes you a crazy person i mean it's not but yeah this is a multi-level story because it's sad to get rid of those trees if they are healthy i'm so sad i know Oy. look I'm again sorry. maybe they are maybe they aren't but there's no arborist there's no proper uh place coming to gauge what because trees are registered i didn't even know that alan said trees are registered with the city, I guess if they're of a certain size, whatever. And probably near so the, the point near is, the lines and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. I feel so dumb. I thought they were gonna come and chop, chop, chop the trunk and timber. No, there's a man in a saddle and a harness going up like this, uh -huh. <laughs> cutting off branches one tier at a time. Then he's got to go back with the mega chainsaw. Yeah, it's not a timber. It's not a timber situation. <laughs> this is a dismemberment. <laughs> yes. And then cutting it off from the top. Boom. Boom. He like cuts it and then pushes it down to people. What? Wow. I mean, a little bit. Yelling. A little bit. I want to go watch it now that you've described it. It seems like quite a spectacle. Well, you know, I'm a professional rage watcher, so I love to go outside and glare at them and not say anything, thinking they're going to telepathically know how pissed I am and stop what they're doing. They don't even see you. <laughs> I know. I, I love when it, I think I it have... never works! No. I love when I think I have such a powerful Powell scowl at somebody that, like, cut me off in traffic or something, and I yes. will just be rage staring at them when i drive by and they don't even know i exist that makes uh, me so mad <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes. all right well you know uh, what yeah, yeah, yeah. i think we both deserve a cleansing breath good maybe i can at least breathe in this air instead of all that fallen particles oh i can't imagine sneeze my brains out i was gonna say i would be editing so many sneezes right now <laughs> It's, it's <laughs> I'd be up all night. You would be sneezing like crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, listen, we like to rant out sometimes the silly things, sometimes more important things. Mm -hmm. That job situation mm -hmm. is an important thing. That can really impact your life. 
Um, and trees are important too. So this week was pretty, pretty serious. If I don't, yeah, if I do sorry, say so. we're sorry not about, bringing the funnies. Sorry about that, guys. But we like to get this stuff out, and then we fill up with goodness, good news stories, charity That's organizations, right. a little bit of laughing, and we carry on with our week. So if you oh, have, yeah. if you have the chance, scream it out. I always advise that because it's fun, and it also gets way more tension out than you ever realize until you've done it. Uh, if you can't yes. scream it out, at least wherever you are, you can take a breath with us. Okay, ready? Take a deep mm-hmm. breath in. And. Uh, yes. Do you feel better? Dana always looks like a beautiful face on a meditation app, and I look like the Lewis Black. You're a crazy person, Louis Black. Well, I'm sorry. This might be weird. I know he's significantly older than me and somewhat angry in his comedy. I kind of think he's cute. (laughs) Oh, I love Louis Black. He's cute. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, (sighs) are we ready to get into our corners? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think I'm up first for corners. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have an oh, wow corner. Oh, wow. But I love that you added on there, too. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> Is that the name of the article? H-E-A-R. It's yes. a little moye for you. It's a moye. Was that a Jessica invention? <laughs> yes. You are turning into moye. I don't I understand what's happening. Is that something that happens to us when we start aging? We turn into punsters? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, I am very excited to share this, though, because it's super cool. Here we go. I'm going to read it to you. This is actually from theweek.com. It was written by Catherine Garcia. It's a you-go girl mm-hmm. in subject. Meet Leanne Fan, America's top young scientist. Already exciting on its own, right? Such an adorable young lady. Very exciting to see young people making moves in science. Mm -hmm. But this is pretty impressive. Leanne Fan has always been an inventor, starting in the first grade when she made contraptions out of toothpicks and marshmallows. Now, Hmm. 14 years old. Okay, let me just (laughs) say that. The San Diego resident has stepped up her game with the Finson headphones. These antibiotic-free Headphones aim to use blue light therapy to detect and treat mid-ear infections. It's a low sign co- me up, right? It's a low-cost option to treat a major problem worldwide. There are 700 million cases of mid-ear infections every year all over the planet, and nearly 21,000 deaths. Fan, what? Es- I didn't know that. Yeah, but it does make sense. That's an infection near your brain. That is scary. If it migrated, you know what I'm saying? So I'm an idiot because I've never thought about that. And I mean, right. I think about that with teeth stuff, too. I always encourage people, go oy, to the dentist oy, if oy. you can. Keep your teeth as healthy as possible because that's near your brain, man. Maybe I'm just a fear, fear liver. I don't know. No, but I always right, do think about it. Sinus cavities. Yes. Fan estimates that the Finson headphones could potentially reduce the number of kids who suffer hearing loss after a mid-ear infection by up to 60%. Whoa. Fan was inspired to create the headphones three years ago while learning about Niels Finson, who won the Nobel Prize in 1903 after inventing light therapy for skin tuberculosis. I thought, this is an amazing idea. I can apply it to something else in my daily life. I just want to remind you, she's 14. (laughs) She started working on the headphones, tweaking things here and there, and switching to audio machine learning before entering the Finson headphones in the 2022 3M Young Scientist Challenge. In October, she took home the top prize, earning the title of America's Top Young Scientist and $25,000. She was paired with a 3M research specialist who mentored her and guided her as she tested and modified the headphones. Fan is optimistic that the Finson headphones will be able to help people in the near future. The great thing is, I'm not making a medicine you have to eat, so it's a lot easier to get approved, she said. I want to get into cadaver tests to make sure it's still safe, and on actual eardrums, then human studies, then a patent, and then work with people to make it a business. Being part of 3M Young Scientist Challenge was definitely the best part of my year, Fan said. 
I got to meet scientists that are my age and going for their dreams too. And I made some friends. She hopes to inspire other young women who want to go to STEM or become inventors. Even a small idea, you can move it really far, she said. I had an idea to use blue light to kill bacteria. And three years later, I'm here. You guys, I'm blown away Unreal. because I don't think there's a single one of us that doesn't remember having an ear infection when we were a kid that is so painful. You can't yes. sit still. You can't lay down. You can't stand up. It is just absolutely mm -hmm sheer white blinding pain and so yeah. many babies get them repeatedly and have to get their ear tubes cleaned out like she's going to change the world mm -hmm. I, totally. it's so exciting i i just i wish as someone who used to suffer from ear infections constantly and i saw an ent a few years ago for like a check-in and because my ears been driving me nuts still to this day and they're always like, oh, they look fine, or they're clear as a bell. And I'm like, well, they don't feel that way. Like, right. what? But I saw uh, an ENT, and he took a look at my ears and was, like, reading over my history. And he goes, uh, he goes, man, I don't know why they didn't put tubes in your ears when you were a kid. I'm like, I don't know either, because they did everything else to me. He goes, well, we can still do that as an adult. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, but you'd have to be awake for the procedure. I said, bye. Oh, that would be painful. <laughs> Yeah. It's but so... I would have killed to put on headphones and have that zap out the ear infection. Right? Okay? I mean, I know two people that had ear infections so frequently as kids that they their eardrum burst and they lost some of their hearing. Oh, my God. That's a major impact on a person's life forever. Yes. You know? Yep. So, anyway, thank you, Leanne Fan, 14-year-old miracle worker. I mean, I so impressive. Love I love it. I love it. I love it. Again, just like what kids do now, I mean, I don't know if it's a combination of exposure to different things that maybe we weren't exposed to, to their resources. Yeah. I mean. It's crazy. Again, I mean, these kids, they have 3D printers now. They're literally making right? like machines and yeah, it's it's insane. It's It's fascinating. It's really cool. Like when we were that age, either some like there was either like 20 uh, people entering a paper mache volcano right. that was going to expo explode with a two liter soda bottle or me and half of the other kids playing uh, classical versus heavy metal music to, to plants. plants. I know. Showing yeah. how they've <laughs> like totally. kids inventing technology that could change an entire course of a, of of history as far and as illness a 14 year old did this how come none of y'all professional smarty pantsers have come up with this before <laughs> okay okay all those grants you got i'm just saying no i'm kidding <laughs> no i know that everybody works hard it's pretty fascinating and amazing so thank you leanne fan <laughs> It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's really amazing. Yes. Thank you, young scientists and students. Yes. Okie doke. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. We have a weirdo of the week. You're weird. You're so very weird. Why must you bring your weirdness here? This is leaving smoke trails. Okay. <laughs> I mean... Dana, I'm crying reading this again because I thought of you immediately because you're going to be as shocked as me. A 50-year-old man goes viral for smoking while running marathons. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. If you can explain to me how that's possible, I'm all ears. I don't know, but Nat King Cole used to smoke like multiple packs a day and had a voice of butter. He did? Yes. He did? Mega smoker. I'm, I'm absolutely shocked because that man's voice is like velvet. Creamy. Uh-huh. He wow, was afraid wow, to quit. Wow. He thought it would hurt his voice. That's an interesting point. Because whenever I hear somebody that still sounds great like, when, and is up there in age as a singer, I'm like, clearly they never smoke or drank. Wow. Nat King Cole. But I mean it. Yeah. Unreal. Now we got a runner. George Burns. I know. <laughs> A Chinese man recently went viral on social media after he was photographed lighting up and smoking several tobacco cigarettes while running a marathon. 
at this point, I think everyone can agree that smoking tobacco isn't the healthiest thing you can do, but it's one thing to light up in the comfort of your own home while enjoying a cup of coffee or on a cigarette break, and quite another while running a 42-kilometer marathon. So when photos of a man in his 50s <laughs> casually smoking while taking part in the Jinanjiang marathon last week went viral, everyone was curious to know his story. Unfortunately, not much is known about the man, apart from the fact that he is known as Uncle Chen among f fellow runners, who also confirmed his habit of smoking while running. <laughs> According to anecdotal reports on social media, Uncle Chen has been spotted at other marathons in the last few years, including the Jamen Marathon, Lishu Ultra Marathon, and Lhasa Half Marathon. Some photos of the man smoking while running went viral on Weibo. The organizers of the marathon also shared his certificate of achievement, which not only proved he took part in the event, but also that he ran the, whoa, he ran the 42.195 kilometers in a respectable three hours, 28 minutes. What? Ranking, ranking him 515 out of thousands of runners. That's unbelievable. Once the story went viral, photos of Uncle Chen smoking while running the 2018 Guangzhou Marathon also resurfaced online. Running is good for your health. Smoking is bad for your health. Do they cancel each other out? One person asked. <laughs> oh my God. Well, even when uh, you started reading it, I was expecting like some uh, hillbilly American. I generally, I, I think the I Chinese know. are much healthier in their choice lifestyle choices. That's unbelievable. Just hanging out of his mouth. Look at him. Wow. Now I got to tell you something, and this is just from firsthand experience. But they like to smoke in China. Do they? I don't feel bad saying that. I've they never like traveled, to smoke so I don't in know. Paris too. Uh, when I was in China, there was so much smoking, just to put it in perspective, people still smoke in hospitals. No. In areas. And the one that really, I know, put my boss at the time over the edge, we were getting in this glass elevator. We were there for work once. And a guy stepped into the elevator fully smoking a cigarette. And my boss lost her ever-loving mind. Wow. And I was a heavy smoker at the time, and I couldn't even argue with her. I'm like, dude, an elevator? It's you like... think he could understand us? He didn't speak English. Yeah, We no. were in a non-tourist area. It's like, you're in my but home. He... I smoke where I want. <laughs> right? Wow. But I'm telling you, people smoked. A lot of people smoke in China. A lot. I did not know I'm that. I'm telling you. Yes, it's crazy. And yes, look... Is it maybe a combination of they eat a much healthier, healthier. diet yeah, than we yeah. do? And they have all the magic ancient herbs and whatnot that they've been using to treat things for thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, actually, one of our listeners, Mr. Hen Smith, who's a big fan of yours, uh -huh. he just recently came down with a virus and... Got some tincture, a drinkable tincture of Chinese herbs. There's not even English on the bottle. Like, and I had a friend that was sent downtown to an herbalist to get stuff once when she was having all kinds of health issues. He said, I don't know what was in this, but I'm telling you that I was made a miraculous recovery in funny? less than two days. I mean, there's... And it was all natural. Yes, and it's eons of people testing and trying and studying these things. You know, my sleep doctor, because, you know, I have... Um, mm -hmm. What do you... Sleep apnea, severe sleep apnea. But he was telling me when I was first trying to figure all of this out and stuff, and then mm. also my arthritis doctor mentioned the same thing. Um, one of them, I don't remember which, actually went to an extra two years of schooling that was specifically Eastern medicine. And, and yep. he said that he combines Western and Eastern yes. when people have a hard time not getting results and has found, he's like, listen, I don't know for sure if it's not a placebo that just makes people feel better or what. All I can tell I you is right. I have seen results with a combination. Yep. And I was like, mm -hmm. all right, well, that I can get behind, yep. you know? Totally. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in that. It's like, 
hey, if it can work and it's all natural, let's do it. Let's do Sometimes, it. Sometimes uh, you need something more. So I, I'm a big proponent of mixing the two. I'm going to assume Uncle Chen is uh, drinking something extra special in his Kool-Aid. He's got some to, special all, ginseng or something that's keeping him so healthy okay a marathon is 26 miles i I wouldn't be able to breathe after running the second mile okay i'll give myself a mile (laughs) uh he's smoking yeah in the middle of a 26 mile run that he completed in three and a half hours that that's what blows my mind like how fast is how fast is he running my goodness i don't know but uncle chen i salute you back Good, good for good you, on man. You for... Yeah. Wow. Agreed. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Do you know what I forgot to use? Our new toys. Because now we're we're ready to get into oh, the raves, yeah. right? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, Here's what yeah. I forgot to I'm use, ready. guys. I'm going to get better at it. But let's... Oh, wait. I thought I pushed it. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> let's move on into our raves. Uh, amazing. Yay. I'm up first with uh, my rave is for Feeding America and it's ways to volunteer at food banks this Thanksgiving. Because as we said last time, we're in the, tis the season for giving with mm-hmm. Thanksgiving into Christmas and the holidays and Kwanzaa and all the things we mentioned. So I sort of went around their website. It's great, you guys. Please. It's feedingamerica.org. Let me go ahead and read to you what they're trying to do. There's a lot of good resource information here, guys. Working together to end hunger. Feeding America is the largest hunger relief organization in the United States. Our mission is to advance change in America by ensuring equitable access to nutritious food for all in partnership with food banks, policymakers, supporters, and communities we serve. In a country that wastes billions of pounds of food each year, it's almost shocking that anyone in America goes hungry. Yet every day, millions of our neighbors don't get the food they need to live healthy lives. We work to get nourishing food from farmers, manufacturers, and retailers to our neighbors while addressing the root causes of hunger. So when you go to their website, you can see their different food programs. They have different programs. They have food rescue, so like how you can gather food that would be donated. They have disaster response, so when there's a large disaster anywhere in the country, they can... They can provide food and stuff for everybody there. And then they also do a lot of hunger research, a lot of research about why this is happening, where it's a problem. I really, really love it. You can also check out, you can find a food bank near you. This is a national, a national, almost Mm -hmm. like database to help you. They also have a lot of information. I love sharing things that teach you how to gather for people and what they need. Tons of information on their website here. They have a tab This is what I love when you have an action tab. So this tab Mm -hmm. here is called how to take action. I mean, it's just specific. Join the fight to end hunger. Your power, voice, actions, and commitment will ensure that nobody has to make an impossible choice between food and other necessities like medicine, utilities, or childcare. If we all come together, we can end hunger. They teach you how to become an advocate for people who are existing and living daily in hunger. They teach you how to volunteer, where you can volunteer, uh, what it requires, what level of volunteering might be best for you. They have a program where you can thank a food bank hero. So like staff that is working Mm. at the food bank and volunteers on the front lines. Um, You can write them letters and thank them, all kinds of stuff. You can, they have a tab where you can start your own fundraiser that will go to a specific pantry in your area. You can host your own food drive. You can partner with them. You can manage your gift giving. Um, and then there, you can learn more about uh, FAQs, memorial gifts, donations, all that stuff in a separate tab. It's very user-friendly. Tons of information that is specific, not specific to a, to a certain city. These are, these are things mm-hmm. that you can do everywhere. Yes. Um, and they give you the tools to learn how to either start that or find it in your area. So, again, that's feedingamerica.org. You know, it's the season of giving, and there are some people that are with yeah. way less than what I personally have. I would love to be able to know how to give back, you know, feedingamerica.org. Mm-hmm. Check them out, guys. Absolutely. I know uh, several people who made that a family tradition, especially when their kids were young, of taking them to serve food, right? Yes. Like, just going and uh, actually volunteering the time, I think that's a huge lesson Agreed. to teach kids because 
even the best kids all get a little spoiled and bratty sometimes and don't remember. You're really lucky that your mom or dad or whoever is taking care of you just put food on the table for you, right? But our voices, our voices telling young people this, they don't hear it. We're nags, right? When you show them, when they see it, they put Mm -hmm. it together. They're not stupid. Yes. We have to show them how lucky they are, how they can help, and that not everyone is as blessed as them. That makes a big difference in who they are as a person. I guarantee you. Mm -hmm. I guarantee. Absolutely. Yeah. It really does. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dana. Yeah. A wonderful cause. And uh, I know that they have programs that run year-round. And I love that it's a national thing. And like you said, you can find it in your own area or start one yourself. We are all about that. Yeah. Oh, mine is a very quick rave, uh, something that I actually experienced this weekend. Oh. I went to uh, a market called Sprouts. Mm Mm-hmm. There's not tons of them in L.A. I believe they are a national chain. I think they are, Um, yeah. And again, it's one of those cases where I love stuff at a lot of different places. Like, I kind of love every grocery for its own reasons. Right. There's not one place where I'm like, this is my one-stop shop. I can get everything I want here. Right? You got to kind of go here and there and whatever. Sprouts is wonderful. I will tell you, Dana, if you have not been to one, you might be very intrigued. They are pretty much half and half with this. They have amazing meat and fish and all that, but they have an incredible amount of vegan, vegetarian foods, plant-based foods. Wow. Fantastic vitamin and health and like natural balms and personal care and all that stuff. Wonderful. It's a great, great store. So I was in there and this is hilarious. Um, I was getting cheese, and now I don't normally look at stuff while I'm going. I just grab it. So they're ringing up the cheese, and I'm like, whoa. I'm like, can we take that back? And I was getting two cheeses that rang up at $10.49, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't need to buy $21 worth of cheese right now, okay? <laughs> as much as I'd like to. Oh, I would love but to. no. <laughs> and it was not cheese that warranted that price, so I was even more skeptical Mm -hmm. anyways joke was on me because they removed that and then as she finished ringing me up she goes would you like to donate a bag of groceries or a bag of personal care to a local shelter well of course i did of course yeah (laughs) but i was laughing and i told alan i said you know what i'm glad that i returned my mini bay bells and my block of cheese because i opted they have and it's lovely they have and it's really nice stuff that they're giving. They have like a full-size grocery bag. And it's like a grab bag. They've pulled all kinds of pantry items. You can either donate that or they had a personal care one. And I know that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately, yes. seeing people on the streets. It gave them wipes, okay? So you can at least, God, I can't remember saying this, but like freshen your hands. I'm always like, how do people who are homeless get to wash their hands if well, they're sometimes, even given food some, or something. I told you, I've seen people wash their hands in fountain drink uh, things yeah. in convenience stores. That's that's their only yeah. option. <laughs> yep. You know? S- yes. So it gave cleansing wipes, it gave deodorant, it gave a bar of soap, and it gave, I think, like a spray sanitizer or whatever. And that, it that was right lovely. there is so cool because the work's already done for you. How easy is that for you? If you're, if you're able $10. to give... If you're able to give, mm-hmm. the work's already done. It's no skin off your nose. Totally. And like I said, times are tough. I'm never, we're never trying to pressure or tell people like, do this or we should all give it. Times are tough. I get it. But I also realized I'm like, I don't need a $10 wheel of cheese. And that could be something that really changes someone's day if they can actually have stuff to Major make impact. themselves slightly feel better, even if just for a day. Absolutely. Which is very, you know, it's, it is what it is. So to parlay on that, also, I will remind, I think we've said this before, you can gather any of the samples you've received from cosmetic counters or been sent in the mail or get with a little box that you may subscribe to. If there's things you aren't using, put it together. All those hotel things that you are sitting on, if you're like my dad, you have a drawer full of them, 
put those together. You can do it with your children or friends. Do it at maybe your church or temple or anything. You can have people get together. You get clean Ziploc bags. Make personal care kits. Yeah. If there's one for women, throw in some tampons and, and some maxi pads. pads. Yeah. But in a clean bag, and you can either, there's places that will accept it. I know the Downtown Women's Shelter has a program that they're always kind of running that. You can go there. It's like once a month to do that. I also have friends that have just been doing that. And if they pull over and they feel, you know, you're not going to come up to somebody ranting and raving around your car, right? Mm -hmm. But my friend did this the other night. She handed off clean sheets that she doesn't need anymore to an old man. And I almost cried because he was like, thank you so much. Yeah. And I'm like, she just gave him clean bedding, yeah. right? Probably so for the first time in ages. Ages. Yeah. So we all have a little something that we can do in in the way of that. And if you live somewhere that doesn't have it, you are so lucky because yeah. Dana and I are truly this is in our face every single day where we are so it is uh, it's, it's a huge problem it's a major problem it's painful it's painful to mm -hmm. be in it's painful to witness and feel like there's not a mm -hmm. lot you can do to help it's yeah um exactly. i love that thank you sprouts that's really great Sprouts. i love it yep and they're just right at the counter it's when you check out and not to beat a dead horse but we say this all the time mm -hmm. both in my rave and jessica's there are opportunities to help that don't require money. Like Absolutely. donating the things that we get. We all take stuff from hotels because we paid for it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you know, exactly. doing that or putting the, the, you know, little cheese wheels back and getting the personal care for somebody. Like there are ways donating your time costs no money. You know, there are ways right. we're not rich people out here. We try to promote organizations that don't have tons of money behind them and don't have huge celebrities mm -hmm. behind them. We do both. But like for Jessica and I in our lives, we're always looking for ways that we can do that are feasible to fit into our working day-to-day -day lives. And these are yes. excellent ways to do it. So thank you so much, Jessica, for sharing that. Indeed. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. I want to say real quick that while we were recording, our sweet friend Jay just said, do you want to play video games tonight? Making me feel special again. And I can't because I have oh. to edit this show. And I hope he believes me. So when the show comes out, oh. I hope he listens to the end because he's going to be like, Dana <laughs> never wants to play. I always want to play. <laughs> um, is there anything you're watching and need to talk about? I know you're on Handmaid's Tale. <sighs> well, I finished it. Okay. There's going to be one more season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys, holy crap, get on the train. Um, it's unreal. But now I'm all in on White Lotus season two. Okay. It's I just, just did, you great. know me and my documentaries. I've got a list of some things y'all need to watch. Okay. Orgasm mm -hmm. Inc. Exactly what you think. It's an orgasm cult. Oh. That's on Netflix. Orgasm cult. <laughs> it's shocking. It's shocking. Uh, I watched the Bikram limited series documentary about Bikram yoga. Ew. That creep. Uh-uh. Ew. 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 So yeah. many ews. He is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, and then I also watched, uh, it's, I forget what it's called. It's like a series crime investigation thing, but it was about the Hotel Cecil and the Elisa Lamb case, which if you're from out here, Hotel Cecil is downtown near Skid Row. Actually, Ryan Murphy, his hotel <sighs> series was that. based on Hotel Cecil. A lot of terrible things have happened in that building, but not many years ago, a young woman went missing. Uh, I'll just say the water started getting dirty and they found her. We'll just leave it at that. But it was an mm -hmm. interesting historical um, look at the building, some of the chaos that's happened there, what it is today, but also gave a huge picture of the uh, types of people that are having to stay there, accidentally staying there, and then the surrounding Skid Row area. I know you guys have heard Jessica and I talk a lot about our heartbreak mm -hmm. over the homeless population and treatment here in los angeles it's a major major problem so there's a lot of interesting information in there along with the true crime and what happened to yeah. her you guys might recognize it because the video went viral of her in the elevator people thought she was seeing yes. a ghost people thought mm -hmm. she was being uh running from a ghost so anyway it's a fascinating fascinating exploration into the history of the building her case the surrounding area it's dark. I'll mm -hmm. say that if you're not into, you know, if you need some lightheartedness, you yeah. might you might go a different direction. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, that's what I did this week. 
three documentaries. Woof, Dana. Ooh, you're getting all smart on us. Oh, boy. I don't retain anything. I just watch and it goes right out my ear holes. I like to end the show with just a little tidbit fact of point to ponder this week. We'll be back again mm-hmm. next week. Jessica, I enjoy you as always. We love our listeners. I've always, heard, my friend. had some personal messages from some of our friends. Thank you very much. Um, love you guys. Hope everybody that hasn't been feeling well is doing all right. We try to mm-hmm. check in on y'all when we can. Let us know how you're doing. Absolutely. Jessica, here's no point for you to ponder this week. Okay. Rats, squirrels, and other rodents cannot vomit. Did you know that? No. They are some of the few animals who lack the ability to puke because their brains, this is what I found fascinating, their brains lack the neurological circuits associated with vomiting. So I put two and two together. I'm a freaking genius. Love you, Jess. We'll be back next week. I puke constantly. I must be a rogue scholar. Okay, guys. We'll be back next week. A rodent scholar. Ooh, you are David Moyer in the flesh. What is happening? (laughs) Stop twitching your eyebrows. Go to YouTube just to watch her horribly smarmy eyebrow twitch. Ugh, guys. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.